and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Hear your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. And I am your host, Fred. That kicking theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. Uh, today, as usual, about once a month or so, we go ahead and change our uh, lineup, go ahead and explore a new theme in audio drama for September. Uh, we're actually starting with a, sort of a UK taste. Uh, this week, we're going to welcome back our friends from the Wildest Theatre Company, and then uh, the next week is uh, Promising Productions, also from the UK. Sort of a, a nice alternative to uh, the, the BBC and other radio drama, the more mainstream radio drama that comes from the UK. Uh, Wildest Theatre Company, as you know, is I've uh, been around for a couple of years now. Their work continues to get better, continues to really impress me in both the uh, breadth, um, the new kinds of uh, writers that they're putting out, and the quality of the productions overall is really good. Um, this Medusa on the Beach is a really, really nice treat. It takes um, one of my favorite things is a, you know retellings of Greek myth, and it takes that sort of idea, um, puts Medusa into a modern setting, and has its own uh, funny comically dark twist um, Medusa on the Beach wonderful production enjoy the wireless theater company this is a download from the wireless theater company Medusa on the Beach by Marty Ross for myself. But what are they? People? Of course they're not people. But look, they're everywhere. Went for the whole bloody town. Just standing there. Faces like... like stone. Hands too. Legs, hair. Like stone. Grey stone. Well, they're statues, aren't they? But the town's full of them. Well, it's... it's... What? Modern art. It's one of these installations, concepts, whatever you call it. Then where's the people? I mean, the ones not made of stone. And, and the clothes these things are wearing, that look, normal clothes. Clothes, shoes, handbags, all just like people would have. Like, like these would... I don't want to hear it. People. Ordinary people all turn to... I told you, I don't want to hear it. We have to radio this in. Only I'm not sure what to say. Let's finish checking the place out first. Look, over there. Jolly Jack's Fun Park. The Ferris wheel's still going. There must be someone in there that can tell us what's happened. Come on. (laughs) Same here. All of them just standing about. Made of... of stone. My God. Hey? 
The Ferris wheel. Look, they're all just going round and round. Round? Torture turned to stone. Shut up. Same over there on the ghost train. And look at the pile up on the dodgems. I'm getting to the bottom of this. Look out! Now you've done it. Walk straight into her. It's not a her, it's a... What's that leaking out of her? That's not... Oh! <laughs> oh. Wait! By God, look, look! Oh, what? Over there, by the candy floss stall. What is it? One of them moved. Well, I can't see anyone. Well, I saw someone. Hello? Hello? Is someone there? No. Beg pardon? No. No one here. If you're not there, love, then how come you're talking? What the bleeding hell? It's her, coming for me. Now calm down, love. You don't understand. She'll get us all. Who will, love? Listen. That's her. Her? She's after me. Doesn't sound like a her. Sounds more like a... Now listen. We're the police. There's nothing to be worried about. The police. The police. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> To the rescue. <laughs> Very funny. Hilarious. <laughs> Quick, catch the old bag. Wait a minute. Hey? Things here are seriously weird and I'm a bit... What, frightened? No, no, not frightened. Well, yes, yes, a bit frightened. Pull yourself together, young coppers. Christ, they need putting into bloody nappies. Now, come on. She's heading for the exit onto the prom. Let's go. Right. Right. Into the Batmobile Cape Crusader. You fat macho bastard. No sign. Just more of these stone people. <laughs> she can't have run that far. If ever I saw a dead cert for varicose veins, it's that one. Well, look. All these chip shops, amusement arcades. She could be hiding in any one of them. Then let's check every one of them out. You take the Finito Fish Bar. I'll start here at Games of Armour. No, you won't. Watch it. She's got a gun. That's right. Now jump in your police car and drive back out of Biddlecombe. OK, OK, don't shoot. I've got a wife and kids. Well, I mean, I'm divorced. But it was amicable. I see the kids at weekends. Hold on. Hold on. This weekend, for example, I'm taking them bowling here in Biddlecombe. Well, maybe not here. That's not a gun. Yes, it bloody is. Get your hands up. Not a real gun. I'll blow you away. Then you'll know how real it is. Hands up. <laughs> it's... it's... It's the gun of one of them zombie shootout machines. Played the game myself. Harmless. Unless you're a digital zombie. What? That's not true. My boyfriend's a gangster. He converted it into a real gun. Crossed it with a 44 Magnum. Then go on. Blow me away, punk. Look, look. I'm a mean shot, but I don't believe in killing people when I can avoid it. Ow! You've hurt me on there. Zap! Humanity is saved. Hey, I told you it was just a... Yeah, yes, all right, all right. I fought in Q8, mate. I don't take these things for granted. Please, I was just trying... It's my mum, you see. She's running about and I was just trying to keep her from getting arrested. She's in enough trouble already. Oh, yeah, we've met your mum. 
You have? Yeah, five minutes ago, in Jolly Jack's Fun Park. Then how come you're not... Not what? Look, there she is, over by the lifeboat station. You there! <laughs> Nina, Nina! Uh, that's not my mum. Quick, before she gets away again. You, um, wait here. No, no, wait. I have to tell you. Let me tell you. Look, there she is. Christ, for an old bag she can run. Being crazy as a bloody jumping beam probably helps. Wait, wait. I have to tell you the old story. Hey, Hold on a sec. What story? I know what happened here. She's getting away again. Wait. No, you wait. I'm getting hold of her before this place drives me as crazy as she is. Maybe I ought to go with him. No, better if you hear what I've got to say. Go on, then. Quick. It's all to do with my mum, Marjorie Briggs. She runs... She ran a hairdressing salon here. Living locks just off the promenade. Catering to the Blue Rinse Brigade, mostly. All biddies like old Mrs Sturmey. Oh, that's the woman your mate's chasing. She's not my mum. She was in the salon just the other week, gossiping with the other old biddies when my mum's back was turned. I caught them at it. It's my mum they were gossiping about. She's divorced, you see, my mum is, but she's recently got herself into a relationship with a younger man. Not that I'm much of a fan of the bloke myself. As I told mum when we were out here walking the dog just a couple of nights ago, back before any of this happened. Slimeball's the only word that does him justice, mum. Charming, romantic, good for a laugh, good for red roses and a cuddle on a cold morning. Me. There's a few more accurate words. Sleazy travelling salesmen exploiting lonely single women. There's a few that are really accurate. Popo, Popo, keep back from there. You don't know what's leaking out of that pipe. Isn't it terrible, the stuff they let mucky up this beach? I'm more worried about Tony mucking up your heart. I know you think you do. And you think I'm mad. Me, your old mum, was some man so much younger... It's 16 years nowadays. It's nothing to do with him being younger, Mum. It's to do with him being a slug. A slimy, seducing... You're still just a schoolgirl, Paula. You don't understand what it's like to be a woman my age. Divorced, getting on a bit. But still full to bursting with life and love, only with no guarantees of many more chances to show it. You know our real problem, Mum. Eh? Popo... Not over there. Are we sniffing that rotten seaweed? Popo, come here. Biddlecombe, that's our problem. This town, this dead on its feet, dry as dust, rusty fairground of a town. What chances there are really living here? I can't blame you for grabbing at that creep and his false promises. You can go your whole life in this town without having promises made to you at all. How you've stuck it at your whole lifetime, I don't know. It's my home. Some home? Don't you know how that stuck-up lot here chatter behind your back? Well, that's not true. Oh, you want to hear them? In the post office and the tea rooms, the kids and grandkids in the schoolyard. You and that young fella you're making a fool of yourself with. Tut, tut. Stand up for myself. Oh, let's stand together, Mum. Let's get out of Biddlecombe before it freezes any more of the life in us. Let's... Uh-oh. What? 
Look who's coming. The only man known to play with himself reading the Daily Mail editorial. Thank your pardon, you... Mr. Clipter. Everyone knows he's got his eye on you, Mum. Even I'm not that desperate. Ahoy, Mrs. B! I'm off. If he's going to work his charms on you, I'd hate to cramp his style. Paula, oh, honestly, and where's that dog? Popo? Popo! Come back from there. Don't, don't. Popo! Popsy! Leave it, leave it. So I ran off. I didn't see the next bit, but Mum told me what happened after it was too late to save Mr Clipter, to the extent it was worth saving at all, that is. Let it go. Bag, let it go. Let it... Popo? What's wrong? Popsy? Popo? Ha! Caught you! Oh, Mr. Clipton. Hello there. Alistair, please, how many times must I insist? So, how's it hanging in the hair trade? <laughs> what about my dog? Oh, it does look a little poorly. Swallowed a crab, I'll bet. Always a hazard with an undisciplined dog. Popo, what's wrong, love? What? Haven't seen you at the Coral Society this past few weeks. Popo? Certainly missed the sight of you reaching those high seas. Popo! Oh, my, the little scamp has taken a turn for the worse. Popo? Popsy? I think he's dead. I wouldn't go touching him, Mrs. Briggs. There's germs enough in a dog when it's alive. It's not... He... This isn't my dog. Well, whose is it, then? No, I mean... Look, it's like a statue. A little statue of a dead dog. Its face so scrunched up and frightened. Stony all over. That is odd. He was digging it out of the sand. Now, careful, it may contain used contraceptives or something worse. That's not what's in it. It's something else. The germs on this beach could decimate a town the size of Lytham St. Anne's. I read it in the Biddlecombe Advertiser. Some big, heavy thing, like a cauliflower or lettuce. Can you smell that? Is it just the seaweed or is... I really don't think we ought to interfere with it. Writing on the bag. Foreign writing, looks of it. More than just foreign, funny letters. Dumped by some illegal immigrants swimming ashore, I'll bet. Oh, oh God. What is it? Marjorie. Please, let me steady you there. Let me... Yes, yes, that's it. It's a, a bag of snakes. I beg your pardon? A bag of dead snakes. At least I think it... What if a snake bit Popo? There, there, Mrs. B. The bag's been washed up with the tide. No snake could survive the Atlantic at this time of year. What are you... What am I... What are you doing? I'm supporting you, keeping you upright in your moment of fainteness. There's no need to hold me like that. 
Oh, but there is, Mrs. B. A terrible need. Irresistible as the currents in that ocean. Take your hands off me. The, the number of times I've stood in that choir, watching those breasts of your strain of frilly white blouse as you grappled with a requiem or rollicked through a song from the shows. Let go. You were to me and are, can't you see, the essence of all that's feminine. All her ladyship went to a grave without affording me. You fainting against me like this. It's fate, don't you see? I felt it just there, the spirit taking hold of me, compelling me. The ancient Greeks talked about a nanke. Necessity. Snakes in the bag. Look, look, let me go. But I can't. Not now, I've had my hands on you. Let go. Now, I'm warning These snakes... I wouldn't go picking that up if I were you. I've seen worse cases of picking up on this beach. Oh, that's unkind. What am I but a man and you a woman? It's the eternal story. Oh, I've heard the rumours. You and that greasy young gigolo. Mrs. Sturmey held up a queue in cancer research the other day, sharing her outrage with the cashier. Oh, she did, did she? Please, Marjorie, you're compromising my passion with that bag clutched between us. That's why I'm clutching it. I have to save you from tilting at the windmill of youth. What you need is a real man, a grown man with a sense of romance. Come, let's throw ourselves upon one another, here and now at the edge of the tide, like Bert Lancaster. Wait, wait, the bag, the whole bag. It's moving. And you're moving me, Marjorie, in a number of ways. Keep back, or I'll throw... Lucky thing I caught that, Mrs. B. You could do someone an injury throwing a bag around like... So what happened? I didn't find out till next morning, when... I wonder... Wonder what? Your mate. I wonder if we should have let him run off like that. He can look after himself. If he catches up with Mrs. Sturmey, then he's in the most dangerous place in town. Look, what's happening here? I think we maybe ought to take a little run up the beach, see if we can see him. Come on. Hey, listen, I just want to know... All right, all right. Running off, have we? For no good bleeding reason. Ready to start acting sane like a nice old lady? Sane? Sane? I am sane. What's a sane person to do hereabouts but scream and laugh and run for her life? What do you think you're running from? <gasps> huh? Who? Wait. Wait. Was that her? Over there. By the pillars of the old pier. I don't see anyone. There. Ducking behind one of the pillars. Wait a minute. Did you see? I saw something. Anyone there? This is the police. Come out from behind there now. Better if she doesn't actually. Better if we both just run. I'm not running from the knicker-twisted craziness this town's got itself into. You wait here. All right. You won't come out. I'll come for you. 
I'm warning you. I'm leaving my patience behind. Anyone here? I'm sure I saw you. If anyone's hiding among these pillars, he looks more suspicious than his wise when a policeman wants a word. Look out! Look out! She's there! Hey? Hey? Who? Where? It's her! There! What? My God! <laughs> oh, I thought for a moment. No, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. Look, it's just an old post covered in seaweed. No, no don't run off. Look, it's just a broken old pillar. Come back. I'm afraid she meant this other pillar here, love. What? <gasps> no! <gasps> Sorry, love. Nothing more can come between me and her. Not even the police. Mom! Mom! No, no! George! George! You all right, George? Mom! Mom! Come back! Oh, oh, where did she go? George? Who was that woman? That wasn't... Hold on, George. George looked like one of those... My God! George! What's happened to him? Isn't it obvious? He, he's just like all the others. Turns it. Oh, God, George! You're an ugly enough bastard without that. How, how do we turn him back? Quick! We can't. He's no different from any of the others. Starting with Mr. Clipter the other night. Who? Oh, that bloke your mother got hassled by. He was just the same, you see. After my mum threw the thing in that bag at him. Not that I knew anything about it till the next day at breakfast. It was in the local paper. Town fury over modern art outrage. That was the headline. Mum, Mum, read this. Oh, love, put that away. You'll be late for school. No, stop press. Biddle Cumbians were yesterday outraged by an item of modernist sculpture found on the beach. The statue depicted a respected member of the local conservative association in a pose reminiscent of the Norwegian painting The Scream. A debt to the Turner Prize School of Modern Art was exposed as police removing the eyesore dropped it upon the promenade. It broke open to reveal human innards within. These beliefs stolen from a mortuary, as has become the fashion with the current generation of British artists. Love, I, I have a confession to make. I'm responsible for that... that statue. You've taken up sculpture? Mum, I'm impressed. No, love. I've killed a man. What? Well, not me, exactly. What then? Tell me. It was a thing I found, or Popo did, on the beach. Where is Pope's? Popo's dead, too. What? The thing that did it is outside in the shed. But wait, wait. You must promise me you won't look at it. Look at what, Mum? It's a head. A head of what? A woman's head. What? Cut off, you mean? I don't know how it came to be all by itself, but a head is what it is. It's all twisty-faced. Been in the sea a while from the looks of it. Well, what's that got to do with you? That bloke, you see, the one they think's had a statue made of him. It was Mr. Clipter. He was, well, coming on to me. And so I, 
I flung this thing at him, this head in this poly bag. He he caught it and caught sight of the head, and he he. Go on. He turned into stone. He what? And what what about Popo? It had happened to Popes already. I picked up him in the head and ran off, leaving poor Mr. Clipter behind. I buried Popo in the garden, next to the rhubarb. God rest his little soul. Let me see this thing. No, Paula, no. Wait, Paula. You mustn't look in there. It's got snakes, love. Snakes? On its head, instead of hair. What? Like Medusa, you mean? Like what? Like a gorgon? Eh? And it's back in the bag now? I didn't fancy carrying it the length of the promenade without one. Then let me see it. No. Just the bag, I mean, to see if that's any clue. If what's inside is what I think you're talking about, I wouldn't want to look at it. No, love, please. Is that it? Oh, it does stink. I tried spraying it with air freshener, but it just made the snakes angry. Angry? They move, do they? When the mood is on them, they do. That writing on the bag... It looks Greek. There's a picture of a plane. It's like a bag you get your duty freeze in at Athens Airport. Maybe there was a loose catch on the hold of some plane. Oh, oh, I see what you mean about moving. Step back, love. Look, creeping up over the edge. Look, look. Oh, the snakes. Back. Oh, silly girl. I felt, just for a moment, like, like I had to look. That's enough of that. It's going in the bin. That's hardly a solution, Mum. You know how clumsy with our rubbish the bin men are? Then what are we going to do? Well, first of all, we're going to try and understand what we're dealing with. We checked it out on Wikipedia. Three sisters in Greek mythology. Stheno, Eurele and Medusa. All with snakes for her. You looked at them and they turned you to stone with fright. Medusa, once the most beautiful of them all, got a red calf by Perseus. The head was lost in the sea, long ago and far away. But there was one question the internet couldn't answer. Mum had seen the head herself when it turned Mr Clipter to stone. So why hadn't she turned to stone? We'd gone back out to Shed to try and work out what to do when things got even more complicated. Marjorie, you out here? Oh no, not him. Quick, love, close the Shed. Lock it. Marjorie? Let's hide from him. He'll go away. Tony! I don't want him to go away. Round here, Tony. We're in the garden. Mum! Medusa or no Medusa, I'm not hiding from the best chance life has given me in I don't know how long. You get to school. If this thing comes from ancient Greece, it'll keep till four o'clock. Why don't you at least give him a look at that thing? Paula? There you are. The Eve in my own private Garden of Eden. Oh, Pukes. Tony, I wasn't expecting you till this evening. I fast-tracked that brummy slot machine deal, grabbed the balls of those small-timers till they coughed, then whooshed up the M6, greedy for a celebratory bite on my big bundle of love. Oh, I'm off. I've got biology first thing. We might be dissecting frogs. It will be slightly less disgusting. Paula? I'm shame they took manners and deportment off the national curriculum. I'd look for you. They teach my generation of women not to get taken for a ride by blokes like you. You don't know what they're missing. I'll go on missing it if you don't mind. Paula! It's all right, Marjorie. You love me. That's the main thing. That's right, Tony. Now come inside. 
I'll fix you some breakfast. I know what I'm hungry for. Oh, God. Maybe I'm hungry too. Off you go, love. Tony, I've missed you so much. And that was the last I saw of her. The last proper sight, anyway. Which is why I'm not turned to stone like your mate here. Then, wait. So you don't actually know how that thing locked in your shed came to turn the whole town? Only I can tell you that. What? Mum! Don't look round. Don't. Where are you, Mum? Behind the pillar here. But don't look round. And close your eyes, to both of you. We want to help you, Mum. Medusa, I'm afraid, doesn't want to help you. Anything but. I'm doing what I can to keep her under control. But it's a losing battle. I can't even put the head down anymore. These snakes in her hair. They've knotted themselves so tight around my hand and wrist. Oh, Mum. Don't turn round. This is a serious breach of public order, you know. You're not the law here, little policeman. Medusa's the law. You want to know how she got out of that shed? Well, I'm afraid I'll have to take you into my bedroom. Imaginatively, that is. You see, to understand the horror of all this, you have to understand the happiness I thought I was in with a shot at this morning as I lay in bed with Tony. I'll have to get up soon. They'll be missing me at the salon, and blue rinses will be queued all the way to the South Pier. <sighs> Those girls in there look like they can cope. Had an eye on them, have you? Well, I might want to buy into that business of yours one day. Diversify, you know. So it's in my interest to keep an eye on how your staff keep their ends up. Buying? Tony, that sounds like commitment. <laughs> Don't get carried away. Is commitment such a terrible idea? Of course not. So long as the time's right, the time and the place. What place could be better than this? You and me lying here, naked, your arms around me, every sag and blemish of me accepted. Ten in the morning and the two of us shameless about it. What more could either of us ask? Well, don't take it for nothing, doll. I promise you that. What do you take it for? Tell me. Well, you imagine what it's like. Hustling arcade games from one seaside backwater to another. We're living out of cheap hotels and B&Bs. Living on burgers and grimy coffee out of motorway services. Then, in the thick of all that, having you, you great sweet lump, out here in the middle of nowhere, taking me in, feeding me, watering me, Warming me, making me feel a bit less like one of those machines I hawk the length of the road atlas. And then you move on. Well, I always come back. Never for long. It's the job. We could both of us find something better. Such as? Settling down together. What? Here? Biddlecombe? The land that time forgot? It doesn't have to be here. What about the Blue Rinses? There must be more interesting heads elsewhere. With what I can do for a woman's hair and your knack for selling any old thing, we could make a fortune together. And more than a fortune, a life. A good life. Don't you think, Tony? I... I sod it. 
Johnny. While I'm here, I might as well have a crack at that fat git down the rainbow rooms. He turned his nose up at zombie shootout last time I pitched it. I'll let her know how them zombies are clawing it in down the south coast. I could give you love, you know. Day in, day out. If only you were in the mood for a deal like that. Give it a rest, sweetheart. You mean a lot. You know you do. You don't love me. Yes, I do. Not like I love you. Not enough to give the whole of your life to me. Look at me, Tony. No cute young thing, am I? I'm not in the market for a bimbo. But you could have any woman you like. Looks like yours. That's what you think. I'm not so young myself, suddenly. What I mean is, why me, Tony? Why you? Look in the mirror. You're a whole bleeding handful of women. Grown women. And I'm man enough to handle that. Only there's handling and being crushed. I don't know which I'm here for. The choice doesn't have to be as simple as that. Complicated choices. I don't need neither. I need you. Well, stop it. Make do. Make do? That's right. With this. With your lot. Make do with your lot and let me breathe. Is this... is this someone else? What? Someone younger? Of course not. Is that the point? Hey. With some other woman, more your own age, you couldn't escape the question of whether it was serious or not. Oh, for heaven's sake. With me, the question isn't supposed to come up. Some slapper like me with a bloke 16 years younger. There shouldn't be a question of anything more than the odd time-killing fumble. Marriage, children, being together, permanent, your hand in mine. What sort of deluded old tart would I be to start thinking about those things? Marjorie, listen. So you reckon with me, you could have it all. All that lust and need trapped inside me, wrapping itself around you, and still, still, you being free of those questions getting asked. I'm asking them now. And I'm telling you. Look. Look. Your kid's right. I'm a hustler. A weasel. A a con man with a short attention span. What are you doing wasting your hopes on someone like me? There's more to you than that, Tony. More to both of us than life's let us make of ourselves. Why don't we take charge of life for a change, instead of endlessly having it take charge of us? Why don't we take a real gamble, instead of just shoving endless pennies in slot machines? I'm... I'm just... You're not a kid anymore. And you've got a motorway for a home, and you're overdue for loving and being loved. The change you need in your life could begin right here. Why not risk it? You know I can't make promises. Just promise you'll stay one more day. And then maybe the day after that. And let the next day make up its own mind. Well, I don't know. A few days here and I might really lord it over the rainbow rooms. Oh, Tony. Steady on. That isn't a marriage proposal. Of course not. It's just... Yes, Tony. Who's that? Pardon? down there in the garden, messing about with your shed. What? Oh, no. 
No, huh? Back in a minute. Hey, Marjorie. I thought you'd be at your salon. Business so good you can afford a morning off, is it? I don't have to explain myself to you when it's you picking the lock on my shed. But you have a lot of explaining to do. Do I? I saw you, you see. Saw? The other night on the beach, you and Alistair. Alistair? Mr. Clipton. If I avail myself of the intimacy of his Christian name, it's on account of the two of us having grown fond of one another, stuck in the back row of the Coral Society. No funny business, mind. Some of us can't reach high notes in Handel's Messiah and then leap into bed without the sanctions of marriage. Well, I never leapt into bed with him. That would have been the last thing on my mind. Quite your sort, of course. I know the whole of Biddlecombe knows about your taste in toy boys. If the whole of Biddlecombe knows, it's by way of the gossip about me your sort spread every chance you get. This is a town of decent folk with decent standards. We won't apologize for spreading the word about those who fail to live up to those standards. Alistair was one of those decent folk till you turned his head. After all those dreams I've had of the two of us, one day, splicing our kindred spirits in holy wedlock, I could see it all as I stood alongside him in that choir, right down to the spread afterwards at the trollerman's arms. And now that's not to be, is it? I would know. I can hardly marry a corpse, can I? A corpse or a broken statue with guts coming out, which amounts to the same thing on the basis of what I saw the other evening. Which was? Which was you throwing something at the poor man, something in a bag, and then him crying out before coming over all silent and still and grey as I saw you grab the thing in that bag and hurry back here. I followed you, peeked over that fence, saw you lock it in here. What was it? Some marijuana bush that daughter of yours got hold of, exuding fumes to turn a man all funny. Funny as in dead. Never you mind. Too long you've swanned it around here like Lady Mac. At the very least, I'm going to have it deposed from the front row of the Coral Society. You've turned too many decent men's heads, hitting high sea in them see-through blouses. I'll see you finished with the decent folk of Biddlecombe. Now open up this shed. If you insist. What's the problem out here? Tony. Oh, hark at this. The poor woman's Heathcliff. Not even the class to do his shut-up. Wait till they're here, down the salon. This is why there's a delay to their demi-wave. Who is this old bag? Me? I'm here on behalf of the decent folk of Biddlecombe. Rooting out a danger to this community. Hey, Marjorie Shed, is it? 
Surely not a garden gnome with a rude expression. Far worse than that. There it is. <gasps> Don't look, Tony. Don't look at... Oh, stinks. Are you smoking kippers in here, Marjorie? No. It's in that bag. Look. What you got there, Marjorie? Nothing, nothing. Nothing? Cross, it's moving. It was in that bag. No, get back. Keep away, both of you. I knew it. Whatever it's there, it's illegal. Illegal? What are you messing with, Marjorie? Nothing, nothing. It's just, just something I found. Oh, you're finished in Biddlecombe. As finished as can be, you hussy. You marijuana smuggler. You... Just, just let me... T- but, but you can't look not inside the bag. I won't, I promise. But you, you're getting a bit het up and... Well, it's better if you let me take that thing off your hand and then we'll all settle down. You're, and... you're, you're going to look inside, aren't you? No, no, not if you don't want me to. You do trust me, don't you? Trust you? I love you, Tony. And just let me have the bag. Oh, the life I want us to have. And it's going to take more than a bad smell and a carrier bag to put the dampers and all that now, don't you think? I, I don't know. Give me the bag, Marjorie. I'm the, the big strong man in this relationship, remember? Yes. Then let me look after you. Yes, but... There we go. Now, I'm just going to take... No, Tony, don't look! Wait a minute. I'm taking that. Get your hands off your nosy old cat. I'm taking this straight to the police. She's got to be exposed. Both of you, put it down. Look, look, the bag's ripping. Careful. Go on, No, you let go. It's going to... Tony, don't look. Christ, it's full of... Oh, I can't look. Tony. Oh, what is it? What is it? I don't know. Look, Mrs. Stoney. Here, I'll pick it up so you can look. Turn around, Mrs. Sturney. No, 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 I don't look. It's, it's, it's something to do with snakes. It, it isn't it. Look, Mrs. Sturney, look here no, no. and you'll see. No, I'm off. Oh, you're not murdering me. Run, then. I'll follow you. Help! Someone! Police! Oh, Tony, love, what a relief to be free of her. Still, looks like we might need to move on and start that new future of ours sooner than we thought. What do you say, Tony? Fancy making today the day we change our lives? Eh, Tony? Change them for the better. Suddenly, I feel the strength in me for waving Biddlecombe goodbye. Let's pack up and get hold of Paula and hit that road you're so fond of. I see it, Tony. Clear as I see you here next to me. That life we're going to share. Don't you, Tony? Tony? What's wrong, love? Tony? Tony? Tony! Tony! No! No! 
making a face like fury at the world, silencing every mouth before it had a chance to call her a slut, a monster, to tell her to go away and make do with her lot. A bit like me, really. Have you... Have you ever thought about counselling, love? No, I haven't thought about counselling. I've thought about vengeance. That's how it is in Medusa's world. No muddling along, no making do, no putting up with the rubbish shoved your way. Medusa's type would sooner tear the world apart or turn it to stone. If that seemed the best, the truest way of saying how someone felt, the most incompromising. That's my world now. And I've one last heart of stone to turn to stone all the way through. So please, don't follow me, Paula. Just, just know that I... This is we have to go. Sorry. Mom! Don't turn around! Have you thought about counselling? 
Well, suggesting a stake through the heart might have sounded tactless. We have to go after her. Up on to pier. It's derelict. It's a safety hazard. What isn't around here? I've got an idea. a split second which is why I've maybe had a second or two 
longer than the others. Paula! Oh, wait a minute. No way! Fred, so The best thing we can do is head back, don't you think? I... I didn't. I, 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 I mean, with the girl... The... Look, look! We'll sort out what was whose fault back at the station, eh? So long as everyone there hasn't been turned to stone too. I can't go. Afraid you have to, love. But I can't. On account of my itchy head. You what? Since Medusa's head dissolved, you see, I've had this itch up here on my scalp. Take a look. I think there's something there. Oh, give me a break. Oh, God, look. Look. My, these curls of mine feel like they're getting out of hand. This was an embarrassment for a hairdresser. But maybe... Just right for a gorgon. Snakes. Look. Snakes rising up out of her hair. I'm not looking. No way. I'm not looking. But your look, won't you, Mrs. Stanley? How can you help but look? Knowing in your heart how guilty you are. You run along, little piece. I, I, I can't just run off. Let leave. What are you going to do? Open your eyes. Take a peek. She's coming over grey already. And my snakes aren't half grown. I just... I just wanted some decency in this town. Things nice and orderly and Christian and decent. Too bad. I'm in charge here. And anything but decent. Look at me. Haven't I magnificent? I knew long Medusa and I had a lot in common. Now we're united. Free to walk the world like in ancient times. Who'll stop me? First thing they'll do nowadays... He's pointing a camera at me. I'll turn the world to stone. I, maybe I will just run along. Ex- excuse me, ladies. Help! Help! Someone help! God. <laughs> this an eye for an eye, Mrs. Sturmey. Except your life's hardly valuable enough to weigh heavy on the other side of the scale. There. Done. 
moment, you, sir. Why do the gods give gifts like these? Why set the traps they set? What gods sprout snakes from our own minds? Maybe in a world turned to stone, we would have some time to think these things through. Until then, roll up, end of the pier. Medusa has a show for you. Medusa on the Beach was written by Martin Ross. Directed and produced by Fran Kirken and Mariel Runnaker Temple. Engineered by Matt Walters at Queen Studio. Medusa on the Beach featured Joy Springer as Marjorie, Jennifer McFarlane as Paula, Nick Van Gelder as Tony, Michael Good as PC Froggett, Mike Garnell as PC Smigs, Madalena Nedever as Mrs. Sturmey, and Anthony Sargent as Mr. Klipter. Sound editing was done by Lester Jones. Original music composed, arranged, and produced by Francesco Quadrarupolo. For more free audio downloads, visit www.wirelesstheatercompany.co.uk. And that was the Wireless Theater Company's Medusa on the Beach. Um, Do check out Wireless Theater Company. Tons of great stuff, all for free, uh, which is pretty cool considering their stuff is definitely um, saleable quality. Um, But they, you know, just love to give it out there. Um, It's downloads, wirelesstheatercompany.co.uk, theater, R-E, as they do spell it in Britain. Um, Next week, another UK-based artist. It's going to be Promising Productions, um, aptly named group um the piece is called pluto it is a more uh human drama kind of piece um it's got a little bit of an astronomical twist and it's it's a really fun really nice um tale of families it it could be a stage play but um it's really well suited for radio i hope you'll enjoy that we'll be running that for two weeks including a interview with the creators uh wrapping out our month um in september will actually be a piece of my own final room productions back with um some old time radio remakes um, for the digital age, um, some fun stuff, kind of an experimental project that I think came out pretty well. I think you'll enjoy that. Um, we're going to be doing the the piece Most Dangerous Game, September 24th and more after that. And then we get into our October Scary Stories uh, series, which is going to be excellent stuff. You can really enjoy that. And that is about it for today. Um, in the meantime, you can check out the blog, RadioDramaRevival.com. Uh, link to subscribe to the podcast, archives of previous episodes, reviews, the Malleus series by Chris Duker, my own column, Fred Sues. While you're there, you can join the conversation, leave a comment. Um, you can also find us on iTunes, search for Radio Drama Revival. Um, that is about it for this week. Uh, Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhall. The copyright of individual shows remains to their original producers, but do please share this show as much and as far as you'd like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Greater Portland, Maine's community radio station. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com as a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.